Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Fringe. Today we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 7, titled Wallflower. Uh, Yet another very, very good episode uh, that does some really interesting stuff. So, the hook of this episode is that there's invis- That's all, folks. There's this invisible dude. I can talk. Running around, sucking out people's pigment and killing them uh, so their corpses look like ghostly white. Uh, And we find out it's in order to make himself visible because he's like permanently invisible. And first off, I gotta say, opening sequence of this show, or rather, okay, so the show starts with Olivia and Lincoln stuff, but then... After that, the second sequence, the sequence right up to the theme music. That scene, like that whole scene with the dude being followed, but he doesn't know by who, and getting attacked in the lobby, and the cops showing up, and uh, the one guy getting spooked by the invisible dude, and shot, shooting the invisible dude, like, a bunch of times, but not really, apparently, shooting at anything. That can be seen. Like, that, that that whole sequence is so fantastic. It's such a brilliant opening in literally every possible way. So there's that. Also, I feel like this is as good a time as any to bring this up. But man, the longer Fringe went on, the better they got at making episodic villains. Because, like, you go back to season one, and, I mean, season one was great. There there was nothing, like, particularly wrong with season one, but the episodic villains are nothing special. They're just sort of, I'm evil guy, I do evil thing, cause evil. And then as further seasons went on, they did a better job of creating villains that had, like, really compelling backstories, incredibly compelling motivation for what they were doing, and so on and so forth. And were genuinely amazing to watch. And I think this is one of those villains. I think this is one of those episodic villains that is really, really good. Uh, You go into the origins of Eugene. Over the course of this episode, we find out uh, this was a little boy who was born with this genetic disorder that would have killed him in a few days. Uh, He was presumed dead in a few days, but really uh, some sleazy company came along and stole the baby uh, in order to experiment on him. And they sort of, they realized his genetic mutation, his genetic defect was perfect to pump him full of octopus guts <laughs> and so he could be be camouflaged uh basically inject him with these cells that uh change his pigment and make him camouflaged but he 
can never be visible. He is always camoed all the time. He cannot turn it on and off. So they basically just made this dude invisible. Then eventually there was a fire in the lab. This dude got away and has ever since been trying to make himself visible. Like, it's kind of a heartbreaking story, really, and kind of screwed up, and the episode does not shy away from how screwed up it is. Like, I mean, Olivia presses her own foster mom, essentially, on it uh, when she's in the room with Nina Sharp, and Nina's like, yeah, we didn't know, we didn't know, we didn't know until the fire happened, blah, 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 blah. And Olivia was just like, um, this was still horrible. This was still the worst thing. This was still a travesty that happened under your roof. What the hell? Um, and there's like a little mini conflict about that. Uh, but they do a great job of building up this dude as like a very tragic figure who basically resorted to killing because it was the only way he could literally be seen. Like, literally all he wants is to be visible. Like, the thing every single one of us takes for granted. Like, he wanted that. He wanted the ability to be seen. He wanted the ability to be recognized. Oh, we see the entire episode. He has a crush on this uh, woman in... This apartment building he's in. And he's sort of, like, just watching her. Uh, And you could tell he doesn't want to be a stalker. But because the dude literally can't be seen, like, he he sort of looks at her, like, longingly. Like, just please see me, please see me, please see me. Like, I think this dude, clearly stalking this woman, wants nothing more than to be caught. Because to be caught means to be seen. And he wants to be freaking seen. Uh, whenever uh, he gets a new infusion of pigments, uh, he becomes visible temporarily. And he uses that time to just get in an elevator with this woman. And ride it with her, and that is it. That is all. He just stands in that elevator with her, says nothing, just is around her, like, gets, gets like, this adrenaline high off of being recognized. Like, it's, it's tragic. It really, really is. Add that to what we find out later, that his little... Stealing of pigmentation and all that. He's reverting his body back to the state it was before the experiments. A.K.A. to the genetic defect that would have killed him. In other words, what he is doing, his quest to be seen, is literally killing him. And we get this amazing final confrontation... At this apartment building. This phenomenal sequence. uh, With Olivia like searching around. And Lincoln searching around. Olivia falls into this hole. She gets into this standoff with this dude. Who gives this monologue about how he wants to be seen. uh, About how he doesn't trust anyone. Doesn't trust military. Doesn't trust scientists. Never wants to go back to a lab. Uh, Olivia flat out tells him in this moment. Hey. If you keep doing this, you are going to die. 
by the way, they use the, like, ultraviolet stuff to see him in this. And, holy crap. This dude looks scary. This dude looks so freaking scary with the ultraviolet on him. Like, he's entirely lit up blue. His eyes are black. Uh, and it's just, like, it's a very haunting image. Like, it's this very, like, disturbing look at this man. But then, eventually, you see him as normal, and he's just, like, he's seen. He's just a regular old guy. And I love how this episode ends with this dude getting in the elevator with this woman for the last time. This woman finally talks to him recognizes him as a person like he has a conversation with her and then she gets off the elevator and he has this moment of happiness and then just falls over and dies from that genetic defect that comes back like he literally he his last moment is of being seen by the person he wanted to be seen by the most and that is when he dies like God, that is good. God, that is so poetic. God, that is so beautiful. Like, just, this episode is very, very good. And I really, really like what they did here uh, with this invisible dude. They handled him very, very well. Uh, And there's a lot of nuance there, and it's great. Uh, There's a few other things happening, a few subplots going on at once. Uh, Olivia's getting these weird migraines. We don't know where they're coming from, but she just has, like, these massive migraines coming on at random times. Uh, She's getting closer to Lincoln. She and Lincoln are uh, bonding over not being able to sleep and all of that. Uh, Lincoln tells Olivia how he's not able to sleep because all of this is getting to him. And none of this feels normal to him at all. Uh, in fact, I love how Lincoln goes to Peter, talks to him for a bit, puts two and two together that Peter was with Olivia in the other timeline, and Lincoln's like, oh, crap, I, 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 I'm sorry, I shouldn't be talking about this with you, and then Peter's like, no, dude, it's fine, like, Olivia's a different person in this timeline, like, (laughs) that's, that's totally cool, it's not It's not a problem. Also, we get, like, some really good moments of Peter sort of adjusting to this new timeline. His interactions with the FBI agent assigned to him, who won't allow him to even help a kid get a toy from the top shelf of the store because he's been told to limit his interactions with civilians. Which, yeesh. And... Everything, everything around that, like, Peter being treated as a fringe event is a very, very good subplot in this episode, and I do love it. And then we get this ending. Olivia's on the way to a 3 a.m. diner date with Lincoln. And then some guys come into her apartment, spray knockout gas everywhere, pump her full of drugs... And then leave and over and they make it very clear, by the way, that these drugs, this is not the first time they've injected her with this. This is what's giving her the migraines. 
And overseeing all of this is Nina. So, we are now forced to ask ourselves. Um, so, Nina's past is clearly different. Is she that different of a person? Because, <laughs> like, Nina definitely is foster mom to Olivia in this universe, but also, Nina in this timeline definitely just knocked her out and pumped her full of drugs night after night after night. That's definitely a thing that's happening. Mm -hmm. There's so much I want to say. 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 But I will shut up. I will stop talking. I will leave this for another time. <laughs> Boy, does this go places. Anyway. Uh, if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives. So that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark, pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 8. Talk to you then.